Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Today's episode has been sponsored by Jay McLaughlin. Jay McLaughlin is a timeless lifestyle brand with incredible style and a spirit of connection. I am obsessed with Jay McLaughlin and have been so honored that they are sponsoring my Zibiverse tour. It just so happens that the tour goes to so many communities and areas of the country that have Jay McLaughlin stores. And I love that the brand is philanthropic through Jay McLaughlin's local and loyal programming host store events to give back to organizations that are meaningful to Jay McLaughlin's local communities. I also love the fact that the clothes are just so chic. They make me feel polished and modern. And the best part is that most of the line comes in fabrics that don't wrinkle. I especially love the dresses, the cashmere sweaters, the other sweaters. You'll see them all over my Instagram. I typically tag at Jay McLaughlin. And so you can check it out. It is absolutely one of my favorite brands and I am over the moon excited to be working with them. In fact, I want to share the love with all of you. Jay McLaughlin is giving 20% off new customers and listeners of my podcast with special code ZIBBY20, capital Z-I-B-B-Y 20. That's 20% off for new customers and listeners of the podcast with special code capital Z Zibby 20. Take advantage of it today. My favorites are this white open long cashmere sweater that I've been wearing on every flight that I've taken on this tour. I have a blue with light blue horizontal striped sweater, several dresses I even wore on Corny America. Check it out. Jay McLaughlin. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. 
can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com. But really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com and definitely check out those shows as well. I hope you'll all check out the all-new Zibby Mag, Z-I-B-B-Y-M-A-G, the literary lifestyle destination with essays, book news, a lit lifestyle feature, and even some classes. Check it out, zibbymag.com. Melissa Bond is the author of Blood Orange Night, My Journey to the Edge of Madness. Poet and narrative journalist, Melissa blogged and became a regular contributor for Mad in America in the years of her dependence on benzodiazepines. ABC World News Tonight interviewed her for a piece in January 2014. Melissa is a respected writer on the perils of overprescribing benzodiazepines and has been featured on the podcasts Risk, IGNTD, and The Addiction Podcast. I probably should not admit that I took a Valium last night to go to sleep because she would really not like that. I'm kidding, but sort of not kidding. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Blood Orange Night, My Journey to the Edge of Madness. I could not be more thrilled to be here with you. This is super exciting for me. As soon as I was pitched this book, even just the name and the subtitle, My Journey to the Edge of Madness, I was like, oh yes, I have to read this. Sounds amazing. And I was so looking forward to reading it. I like savored it. And your writing is so good and your experience was so compelling. And I just felt like I was in your head going through all of this with you as great memoirs do. And anyway, I'm, I'm a big fan of you and your writing and this whole story and just feel like I have been through this journey with you now. So thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that was really interesting as I was writing the book, I was the two parts of my kind of writing history is as a poet and then as a journalist, they were kind of duking it out. Like, you know, how do we want to tell this story? What's going to be the most potent way for people to really understand how intense it is to become dependent upon you know, your doctor's prescribed medicine and then suddenly realize, oh, I don't know how to get off and yep. they don't know how to get me off. Yep. And I, I ended up deciding that trying to bring people along with me in the real like visceral experience of it would be so much more important in the, in the heart of it than just, just speaking to their heads, which the journalist part of me wanted to dig in and say, what do these drugs really do? How, you know, much do they change the brain structure? So my hope is that I created a balance of both you know, but I'm so excited to hear you say that, like, oh, you felt it. (laughs) I I felt it. Um, But tell listeners a little bit about what this book is. Just give give the, your synopsis of it. And, uh, and when you, and also when you knew it would be a book. I, so, so I'll start with the synopsis. The, the, the book starts with my marriage and the birth of my son who's born with Down syndrome. So this sudden like upheaval in my life. And um, it kind of follows this trajectory of a number of, really intense life events. And I think we've all kind of experienced that where you think there there can't be something else. Like I can't handle another thing. So for me, it was 
losing, I call it kind of my personal Fukushima. You know, there was the earthquake of my son being born and having to navigate being not just a mom, but a mom to a special needs child. Then losing my absolutely beloved job as a magazine editor and poetry editor of this, you know, great glossy magazine and my desires to be a narrative journalist, like we're crushed in the recession and then getting pregnant again and having all of these identities that I had really lived with for so long stripped away and having pathological insomnia. So so that's kind of where it starts. And it follows this trajectory of this level of desperation I've never felt in my life and getting prescribed drug called Ambien, or sorry, Ativan, first Ambien, but then Ativan, which is a drug in the family of benzodiazepines, which we all know as Xanax, Clonopin, Valium, Mother's Little Helper. And my doctor had said, these drugs are fine. You have an adrenal issue. If you don't sleep, you're going to have a psychotic break. We have got to get you to sleep. And I said, I was so desperate after months and months of getting like maybe two hours of sleep a night that I basically said, it's that or take a two by four to my head because I cannot take it. And what happened that I didn't realize was these are drugs that are so potent and so addictive, which it was in the medical literature, but they're prescribed like candy nowadays. And I kept, he kept raising my dose and raising my dose until I started having neurological symptoms that made me think I had MS or a brain tumor. And then it follows the path of kind of who I became and what I had to do to get off of these drugs. So, you know, trauma, but also lots of humor and the love that I found and the the will that I found in that process, which I think a lot of people can relate to because we don't get out of this life without suffering at times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, the descriptions of your insomnia were just so mm-hmm. compelling. I mean, it's not just like you couldn't sleep a little bit. I mean, this was like, you know, you were like ill, you know, you were, I mean, it was like, people saw you and were like, what's wrong? Like, are you, you know, <laughs> um, it was like CIA interrogation level insomnia. I mean, I had never in my life experienced anything like it. I had experienced maybe like waking up and being awake for two or three hours and then feeling really hammered the next day. But this was like hanging on for dear life just to my sanity. You know, like there there was this moment I remember where my son was, gosh, maybe seven or eight months old. I was pregnant with my second and I... I couldn't remember where I had left him. He had been in his little, like, there are these little rockers, you know, with a little mobile over it. And I remember being in the kitchen and thinking, oh, oh my God, where did I put him? And just having this absolute terror. And of course I had put him somewhere responsible, but half of my brain was absolutely just being ravaged by the insomnia. And I just sobbed, like holding his little feet in my hands when I found him. He was just on, you know, on the bed, but I was, it was this terror. So, uh, you know, and I, more and more that I, when I talk to people, I hear these stories and a lot of people just feel like they suffer in silence, you know, because we got to get up and go in this culture. And, and it's just, I, I'm I'm amazed at how many people suffer through it. And, you know, and we just want something that will help and the level of desperation we get to. So these drugs were, uh, you know, what were prescribed me and they're prescribed lots and lots of people. 
my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I also feel like with insomnia, just starting as, as a starting point, like the, the effects of sleep deprivation on mood and food and cognition. And right. you, know, you become like a different person. Like, I feel like I've become a different person after one night of like four hours versus one night of eight hours. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's just, oh. you know, but to be chronically sleep deprived, um, anyway, it's just, it, yeah, it almost is a, is a psych, psychosis in a way of, in and of itself. I think you're exactly right. It feels, I remember it felt like I was kind of crawling through this underground tunnel, you know, and my, my points of awareness were make sure my kids are okay. Like track that I have like fed him on, you know, on a schedule, try to like, and then just trying to make it through the day, you know, and feeling like my skin on fire. And I described it as like these gaps, there would just be this gap where it was like, my brain couldn't quite catch up because it was so exhausted by being awake for so long. And, and I thought I, I was like, if I was being interrogated right now, I would say anything, yeah, <laughs> anything to get sleep. And I feel like, you know, not to throw your husband under the bus here or anything, but you know, I think that was a challenge. I don't know that he, you know, I don't know that you were getting the support perhaps that maybe you needed in that moment. And that of course exacerbates everything. And the the night when he went out, Sean, right? Sean went out for drinks with his friends and it should have, you're like, it should have just been a normal night when he went out. But instead, you know, I was I was sure somebody was breaking into the house and really it was your cat. And, you know, you were just like over there. You're like, you can't do that again. And he's like, what? Like I went out for beers. Right. Right. There's that, that sense of like wanting to retain normalcy. You know, I, so I had so much guilt, which, you know, was something that I had to work through of like suddenly becoming this fragile, like glass spun creature. I was like, where's the, where's the woman that traveled to third world countries alone? Like, where's the woman that was a rock climber and was so strong? Like suddenly I was brought to my knees and, and I was embarrassed by that. I wanted to be that strong woman and to try to sort of give him a normal life and at the same time, like not acknowledging my own pain. So yeah, there was that moment. And I remember I'd been pacing the house. I was sure someone was going to break in and, and, you know, do unmentionable things to my son. And I was pregnant and wouldn't be able to defend him. And, and my, my husband at the time walked in after a night of beers and I'm crouched by the back door with contractions um, from my pregnancy and absolutely desperate. And he looks at me and he's like, what's go, what the hell's going on? And I just broke down and sobs. Yeah. Ugh. Can we fast forward for a second to today? Cause I really want like the update yes. <laughs> on how you are and like, since the book came out and like, what's going on with you. And I know it's like a spoiler, but here we are. I don't know. You know, how are you sleeping? Like what is going oh, yeah. on? How are your kids? Like, tell me what is the update? Yeah. I mean, you're asking the question that everyone, you know, after they read the book, were like, okay, but I just need to know, are you okay? (laughs) And it's true because it's such a radical trauma. So what I will say is that, I mean, I'm really, it's 2022. I'm, I'm definitely like about seven years out. And I will say that the, the amount of time to recover from a brain injury, which, which I really do believe these drugs cause significant structural changes that just take a long time to recover from. I sleep great. 
I'm now divorced. My husband, it, you know, it, it was just, we just got torn apart. It's much better. So I'm, I'm basically like a single full-time working mom writing all, you know, like I'm back in my artist self. Like, I just feel like coming out of the mud, like it's almost like Persephone's underworld. It felt Mm -hmm. like, and then coming back into the sunshine, it's so much brighter and so much more precious. And I am stronger than I've ever been. I do. My nervous system is more fragile than it was before this, but I know how to take care of it. For the most part, I really know when I'm like, oh, I can feel that burn in my skin. I can feel that I'm starting to shake and I know what I need to do to take care of myself. So I'm fully functional. I am like joyous to be alive. And and I feel just incredibly grateful that I've been able to come out of it without significant damage and, you know, communicate my story, which feels like the story of of hundreds of thousands of people to the world. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. And your so, kids? And my kids are great. They are 12 and 14 now. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they're just so much fun. And so, you know, they're they're just like the lights in my sky, really. Going back to the drug piece. What were some of the worst that you can share? Some of the worst side effects, the worst, you know, like what was, what would surprise listeners the most? You know, what surprised me. So when I finally started researching it after I had, um, there's a, there's a seminal scene in the book where I'm holding my one and a half year old daughter. She'd just gotten out of the tub. I, you know, I'm wrapping her in her towel and I take a step out of the bathroom and I fall like a dead body from a bridge. So my, the signals that tell your muscles to contract, just stop. Like they, they just don't, they're, they don't have the air traffic control. They're just like, do we go? Do we not? So sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. I think the 
intensity of the withdrawal symptoms and the fact that they're so varied is one thing that shocked me when I started doing research. So I would have vision sometimes, and then it would go black and I would be fully conscious, but there was something that was happening with the muscles. I don't, I don't even know what was happening, but it made it scary to drive. I would have nausea and fire all over my skin every single day. I mean, it felt like I had a really like high level flu every single day. And that was just kind of my working state. There would be emotional swings. Oh my gosh. Something that I had never experienced before that gave me a tremendous amount of compassion, but I would swing from rage to like despair constantly. And I had been a pretty even keel person. And so I think that was the instability of everything. You know, am I going to like barf in the parking lot while I'm trying to go get groceries for my kids, you know, or am I going to like fall while I'm just trying to, you know, pick up some diapers? Am I going to be clutched with these? I would get these really radical muscle cramps that would fold me over. I, I describe it as like a Rottweiler had suddenly attacked my stomach and was just like, and I would just have to fold over and wait, knowing that this was neurotransmitters that were not sending the release, you know, chemical to my muscles. And so I was in this contraction. I would literally be like barely breathing for an hour, like on the floor. It's just, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's something I could not have imagined going through. It was like, it was like the Olympics, but without any kind of like clear sense of what you're going to face on a given day. I'm so sorry that you've had to live through all this. Well, yeah, thank you. And I mean, what I will say is coming out of it, like the humility and the joy at being alive is something that I really, I really, really deeply value. It's not something I would wish on anyone. And I feel incredibly lucky that somehow I was able to devise and put together a system that helped support me, you know, to survive it. A lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, or they stay in disability for a long, long time. And, and you know, that's a lot of part why I wrote the book was because it wasn't just like a really rough story that I had something I had gone through. But I mean, just the like hundreds of emails that I've gotten from people saying, please, you know, keep writing. Like, are you okay? I'm four years out and I still have like really debilitating withdrawal symptoms. Oh. Yeah. So I feel, I mean, it's crazy because my story is really rough, but I'm lucky. I'm lucky. So do you feel like people should not take any of these drugs? Like what is your takeaway from the whole thing? Yeah. So I love that you asked that because people might think that I'm totally like anti, you know, Western medicine, which I'm definitely not. What I want is, there are two things that I would love people to take away. One is this idea of informed consent so that doctors will tell you, I was told these were not addictive and that that my doctor said, I've known a guy who's taken these for 19 years and never had a problem. So I felt this sense of safety in following his, you know, prescriptions to take them every night. So having a real, you know, there's a black box warning around them now saying these are highly addictive within the space of one or two weeks, and they're extremely difficult to get off of. So had I, had I known that Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. so many other tools in the medical toolbox. So knowing that you don't have to use the sledgehammer 
You know, we all go through really trying times and we have to create kind of our own toolbox of what helps me, what, what keeps me in a more stable, you know, what's, what's our wellness kind of recipe, Mm -hmm. you know? So for me, that is eating well, exercise, like all your basics, but I also do acupuncture. But if you do get to a place of more acute medicine, Mm -hmm. really knowing and being educated and having the doctors being able to tell you like this, this is really heavy handed and you can only use this for a very short period of time. There are other things that are much softer and, and won't cause that kind of disability. Wow. Yeah. So what, what now for you? You've got the book out, you're talking about it, you're letting people know you've got your kids, you're back, right? I mean, you know, where are you going from here? Oh, I have so many dreams. <laughs> you know, it's just like after dr- after like crawling through the mud for so long. Yeah. Now it's just like my heart feels so so open and the creativity is like this this incredible like tsunami. I feel like the tide of my creativity is just so much higher because of what I've been through and I appreciate it. So, I mean, I have, I'm working on a book of fiction that is like two thirds done Um, because my son has special needs. I feel very much an advocate for the special needs community. You know, I have my soft spots and there's lots of creativity around that. I mean, I'm really interested in film and I've done like a short film about my son, but it feels like, you know, kind of, the world is this like beautiful ripe fruit that I am just digging my teeth into and, and, and wanting connect to connect and also support and advocate in, in specific areas, because I, you know, once you've suffered like that, you don't want anyone else to go through it. Wow. Yeah. Wonderful. What advice would you give for aspiring authors? Oh my gosh. I would say, believe in your work. And the idea that you have to wait for inspiration to strike before you actually write is a disservice. You have to invite the muses in and then open the door. So that what that looks like in practice is sitting down to write every day if you can. I have a practice of writing in my journal every single morning and with my creative piece that I'll give you. Should I give you like a teaser? Yeah. Yes, please. Well, we'll see if if my editor wants to keep the name, but I think it's a great name. It's called Streamline Jenny. Ooh, love it. Yes. Love and it. It's uh it's something I've been writing for 15 years. So I think it's it's interesting. It's ripening and I'm really excited about it. But that's your teaser. That's um, it. Well, well, can you say anything about what it's about? <laughs> it is it's it's a kind of an experimental novel about interestingly, a visual artist that has, she has like a form of epilepsy. They can't really diagnose. And she goes into these kind of alternate realms, but there are all these like really juicy characters that are pretty quirky. And she, you don't have to give it away. (laughs) The other thing that I want to say to aspiring authors, that's so important. One of the things that I did for a long time was to say, I don't think I'm good enough. And that is your death knell. You have got to absolutely be your best ally. So really just sit in that space of being an ally for your work. Melissa, thank you. Thank you for your powerful, beautiful story and sharing it with everybody and just the warmth I can feel like sort of coming from you. It's just awesome. It's really, uh, really wonderful. So I don't know. It was really great to meet you. 
It was great to meet you and just a delight. I love what you do on your, on your podcast and all of the other things you do. It's just really remarkable. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I hope to meet you in person sometime. Where do you live, by the way? Where are you in the world? I live in Utah. Oh, wow. Okay. And wait, you're on the East Coast. I'm on the East Coast. Yeah. I'm in New York area. Okay. Okay. Well, I, you know, I love New York, so I might... Great. I'm usually in the city, but not, not right yeah. now. But anyway. Um, okay. Well, hopefully to be continued. And yeah, absolutely. Thank okay. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com